I want you to turn in your Bibles to Psalm 27. I've got uh, a few things that I want to communicate with you tonight. Are you excited about this Sunday? I know that Pastor Marty mentioned it, but it's the sixth anniversary of the North Georgia Revival. All right. And um, I know that he has much in store for us on that day. I want you to uh, be in prayer. Make sure you're here Saturday night for prayer. It's going to be a big night for prayer. Please make that a priority. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm coming. Okay. All right. I heard about three of y'all say that because you think, all right, be here. Uh, As I mentioned a few weeks ago, there is an, a, um, the Christian Institute, um, the Christian History Institute will be here all weekend, and they're going to be doing a documentary on the North Georgia Revival. This is the first one. It is a professional organization. It's just not a guy bringing a camera. Their team will be here. There'll be a few of them. Uh, they will be identified by having their lanyard that says press or media. So they will have full and complete access to all rooms, to all places, and to all people. Uh, we're not telling them that they can't interview anybody and they can't uh, go to a certain place. Uh, we want this to be as true and authentic and um, as pure as it possibly can be. So if they stop you and say, hey, tell me about the impact of the North Georgia Revival on your individual life, you just talk to them. But just know that they don't need you to run a thousand miles to get to one. You know what I'm saying? Just whatever that is, you say, all right? If you've had a negative experience, don't say it. <laughs> but you can. I'm not, I'm teasing. But um, there will be, um, they'll be here Saturday. They'll be here at the prayer meeting. They'll be in the Sunday morning prayer meeting. They'll be in our children's prayer meeting. They're going to be all over the room, all over the place, because they have heard, they have watched hours of uh, testimonies, videos, podcasts, things that we have done. And I say hours. They've done enough. They've done their homework. And they have they've come with some questions. But it's not a gotcha documentary. It is a... We want to help share the truth of what God's doing in this room. So um, that will be this weekend. So if you see somebody with a camera that you don't recognize or a crew that's walking around during worship, they're just capturing it for their, um, for their uh, documentary. All right? Okay. Praise God. Amen. That's neat. That's, I'm excited about that. Uh, y'all know Dan Beasley. Dan Beasley was the gentleman that we supported uh, two years ago to take his cross around the country in catastrophes. He emailed me the other day and he said, I feel led to go to the southern border. And he said, please pray for me because I don't know what's going to happen and what's going to be going on. Well, y'all know that there were, there was a convoy of people that went to the border and um, it was a group of Christians that rallied together to said, hey, we're going to the border. The media wanted it to be another January 6th confrontation, uh, but the intent was just to go and pray. Well, Dan Beasley heard about this, and uh, I think there were around 1,000 to 2,000 people that showed up, may have been more. He, get, he had no idea that that was going. He just thought it was a convoy of people that were just going to be confrontational, but it was a Christian uh, effort. And he got down there, 
And this is a little bit of the setup right there. That's where they, they decided that they were going to have a crusade, okay, while they were down there. And they pulled up this rig, and then they started preaching. Well, then Dan shows up. And so he put that cross right, right there, and, and he said, hey, we need to have baptismal service after the preaching. They run to the tractor supply, and, uh, and they buy a horse trough. <laughs> now, this is Dan, the guy that, remember we took up that offering for him a couple of years ago? I'm just telling you, he has milked that money, uh, and, he, and every time he goes somewhere, he says, pray, 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 I'm headed this way, I'm headed to that catastrophe, et cetera. Just so happens somebody had one of them electrical rods to heat the water, okay? Just so happened. So they began to minister, they began to, to pray for folks, and um, so you can, you can see that, and then they started um, praying for folks at the, at the, the deal. And, um, and then they started baptizing people. There's Dan right there to, to the right. Yeah, come on, give God glory for that. Um, I don't know what this, I just got this, Immigration Texas Associated Press. There's Dan uh, of Michigan, walks with a cross. He waits for a take, it, take our border back convoy to arrive in Texas. The group will hold a rally the following day. Isn't that beautiful? And uh, I just got this. National Guard continues border security in Texas, Eagle Pass, Texas. February. Dan Beasley carries a 10-foot cross through downtown Eagle Pass near Shelby Park on February 4th. Isn't that just amazing? Ah, yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, let me give you one more. I think this one. And um, so it's just a beautiful thing. A participant take the border back trucker convoy rally. See how they were against migrants crossing from Mexico. Celebrates after being baptized in a tub filled with water during the. <laughs> ah, just love it. I love it. Did you see this one? Baptisms at our border. <laughs> oh, I love it. Praise God. All right, you can, you can take that off, Nico, wherever you want to. Isn't that great? Do not miss Sunday night. I know you're not going to for anything, but I'm telling you, we got Bishop here, testimonies, testimonies that are just going to blow your mind that we've heard here recently. All right, Isaiah 26, also Psalm 27. I want to go to both places, so just hold your spot in Isaiah 26, but also Psalm 27. I feel that I'm supposed to speak this word to, um, to someone this evening, uh, but it will apply to all of us. Um, I want to talk about waiting on God. Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. And though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. 
One thing I've desired of the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. And I will sing and I will, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. And when you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will see. Is that verse any familiar to you guys? Do not hide your face from me, O God. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God, my salvation. Hmm. Verse 14. Or verse 13. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Everybody say, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. I want to speak to this tonight because one of the most difficult things that a person does is to practice patience and waiting in times of trouble. In times of anxiety, in times of stress, and when you have pressure all around you, the most difficult thing to do is to be still. Can anybody relate to that? Especially when you need a breakthrough, an immediate deliverance, or an answer. I love what Vance Havner said. Write this down. Okay, it's not going to come up on the screen, but write it down. He who waits on God loses no time. He who waits on God loses no time. That's Vance Havner. But our flesh will tell us otherwise. You're sitting here waiting, and you need to be doing something. We've heard the phrase, just don't sit there, do something. Well, we need to reverse that. Just don't do something, sit there. Now, let me say it again, because some of you are trying to figure out, is that a play on words? Yeah. Just don't sit there, do something. But we need to reverse it. Just don't do something, sit there. Especially when your way is unclear. When there may be doubt or confusion in the matter. Here's another statement I would like for you to write down. I'll say it three times. Taking matters into our own hands can have devastating consequences for years to come. I'm going to give it to you again. Now, I want you to breathe in as I'm saying this, okay, and let it sink into your soul. 
taking matters into our own hands can have devastating consequences for years to come. One more time. Taking matters into our own hands can have devastating consequences for years to come. Anger and a reaction to a situation out of anger oftentimes is impatience that is manifested. And anger is a way that we take matters up. And how many of us have ever said something in anger that we wish we would not have said? How many of us have, because we're angry, made a gesture that we should not have and it caused a lot of pain. Anger is very difficult for us to master. I don't know if you, if it's like me or, or I'm the only one, but anger sometimes can just explode out of nowhere. I could be driving down 400 and at peace and somebody make me angry and before I even think about it, there's something swelling on the inside of me that says, do something about this. And y'all know there's crazies on the road here in Georgia. I mean, absolute crazies. And one thing that I can take into my own hands could have years of consequences. Somebody else next to me that did that and just one ugly look or just one light could trigger that individual. And the next thing you know, something tragic happens. Am I telling the truth? Now, that's an extreme case. But how many of us know that one thing out of impatience, a quick decision, a leaping into, a jumping to a conclusion, and not waiting and not breathing can have consequences for years to come. Marrying the wrong person because you feel that you're getting too old. And so someone comes along that shows you some attention, loves on you a particular way, and now all of a sudden you embrace that and God says, this is not the one. But because we're impatient, consequences for years to come. Does that make sense? Write this down. God's best often takes time. Are you ready for the next part? God is not in a hurry. And here's why. You ready? 
He works from and for eternity. I'm going to give this to you again. This is good stuff. This is rich, folks. I'm telling you, this is some, this is some strong meat. God's best often takes time. God is not in a hurry. He works from and for eternity. He was no, listen. The children of Israel, y'all know this. Now, there's different opinions on how long it could have taken them from Egypt to get to the promised land. Some people say a few days. Some people say a few weeks. Some people even say it may have taken a couple months. But it certainly wasn't a 40-year journey. They got impatient at the base of the mountain while Moses went on a 40-day prayer retreat with God. And Moses comes down from the mountain and he sees this incredible outburst of everything known to man was going on. And they had done, created a Baal or a calf, if you will, I should say, a golden calf, and they began to worship it. And God says, because of your impatience, and your rejection of me, he didn't try to clean that up in a couple of weeks. Their decision affected an entire generation. Now listen to me, guys. This is, this is for all of us in this room. The decisions I make do not affect me alone. They affect my boys, who are 31 and 29, it also now affects their spouses, and it also now affects my two grandchildren. The decisions that I made now not only affect our church, it affects other pastors. In other ministries. Right? Sometimes people get concerned because an area of uh, like a building area in our, our facility needs to be addressed. Or there's something that needs to be added. Okay, for instance, like technology or something to make things better. And they, and they, and they say, why haven't you approved that? expenditure, not me, or they're talking to Pastor Marty, or they're talking to our elders. Why haven't y'all done this yet? Y'all know this is a problem. Well, we're waiting. Every need doesn't constitute an immediate reaction. In life, personally, business, y'all know that in business. Y'all know, especially you guys in management, know that there's always needs, but you got to decide which one is the right one, Right? And so we have to be patient and say, God, what do you want to do now? What do you want to do next? What, you know, this resource is available. How do we fix the problems? Does that make sense? Because if I make the wrong choice, it sets everybody back. Our elders make the wrong choice. It makes, does that, I don't know if I, why I'm telling you that. Just to pray, amen? Now watch this. This is important. God's best, best often takes time. God's not in a hurry. He works from and for eternity. Now write this statement down. I love this. God uses the waiting 
to prepare us for the answer. God uses the waiting to prepare us for the answer. I do not like to wait. Now, I'm going to help you here in just a moment. I know my time's coming to a close, but I'm going to help you in a moment on how to wait. All right, you ready? Okay, I'm going to teach you how to wait. I'm going to teach myself how to wait. Another statement. Everything has an appointed time. It's out there, and I and you can make things happen, can't we? We are notorious, and I say we more so than myself, than you guys, of creating Ishmaels outside of the timing of God. God gave Abraham and Sarah a promise. That promise was fixed. Sarah got agitated because she assumed that Abraham was disappointed in her lack of being able to conceive a child. Oftentimes we move too quickly in things because we assume other people's have opinions of why we And we're worried about what others think. This is going to make me look weak. I have to put on the persona that I'm successful. So I got to go buy another car. My friend just bought this 2024. I'm driving a 2016. And I cannot let her think or him think. I'm not as successful as they are, so then I run to the car dealership to buy a new automobile, up my car payment by $223.17 a month, and now I'm in a bind. And how many of you know that the fun always wears out before the payment does? Now, am I, am I telling the truth how we'll do Oh, I got to buy a bigger house. I got to move to a better neighborhood. I got to get another job. Does that make sense? And God says, I've not given you the freedom to get another job or to buy another house or to buy another car. And, I'm, and, and, and so, but yet, because we feel that pressure of what others think of us, now we created an Ishmael. That's a F-150 Ishmael. You, you hear what I'm saying? It's an F-150 when my other little Fordly, Ford thing could have done for a couple more years. Why is she looking at you that way? Did you just buy an F-150? Do you want to buy an F-150? Yeah, I can prophesy that. But she looked at you like, don't go do that. See, this is the word of the Lord to him. That's probably what she's saying. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just using that as a crazy example. But how many of us know that? Have you ever bought a vehicle? You just regretted it after a little while and you think, what was I thinking? Yeah. Yeah. So patience, patience. Now, listen. You go buy a brand new V, I hope you buy 10 brand new vehicles. I want all of y'all to drive the best, live in the best. So don't think the preacher's talking. I'm just telling you, just obey the Holy Ghost. But I can tell you right now, I can feel God in new leather. I can smell him in that new leather. I feel such peace. 
Y'all know what I'm talking about. There's nothing like a new car smell. There's nothing like, Lord, this is you. When we get to heaven, that may be what our, we just, we just smell new leather all the time, right? Y'all know what I'm saying? Is that not the truth? I don't know. Listen, that stuff, that new smell wears off in like three weeks, three days. And then now they got this stuff that you can spray that like, But Ishmael's are created all the time. Watch. There's a kid in college. He or she thinks, I don't need school. And they look at their friends, and their friends already have good jobs and buying their first home, perhaps. And then they quit school. College is not for everybody. Okay, college is not for everybody. But I'm just using this as an example. And so because of the comparison and wanting to get in a hurry, God's will for them was to go all the way through to become a school teacher or to become whatever, you know, a doctor or lawyer. And, and yet because they saw others seem to be advancing or they're hitting a roadblock, not doing good in school, their marks are not good, they back away. They created an Ishmael that will impact them the rest of their life. They'll get in their 30s. You know what their regret will be? I wish I, wish I would have finished school. Then they're in their 40s. Then they begin to feel condemning themselves less than because they didn't finish my path is different than yours. You got to hear from the Lord and be patient. Be patient. Move when the cloud moves. Hallelujah. Everything has an appointed time. Wisdom. Everybody say wisdom. Wisdom is waiting until God is ready. Wisdom is waiting until God is ready. Now, this is huge. Are you ready for this? All right, I'm going to give this to you. I'm making you work tonight. I'm making you work. I'm, you're not using your phone and clicking on a screen. You're having to work. Here's, here's a huge statement. You ready? The enemy will use the waiting. The enemy will use the waiting to fill our minds with lies. God's unfaithful, God's unconcerned, you've made a mistake, you shouldn't have done that, or you should do this, you've missed your moment, you've missed your opportunity, talk to me, anything else that the devil, that you heard the devil say to you, but you didn't know it at the time, time's passing you by. You need to hurry up. So he'll fill our minds that God is absent, disconnected. He'll never speak to you. You're unworthy. You're unfaithful. Why would he tell you what direction to take? He's given you a mind. Make it up on your own. Doesn't matter what you do. God will be with you. Okay. A lot of half-truths. 
Now, the enemy will use the waiting to fill our minds with lies. Now, watch this. We must use the waiting to renew our minds with his truth. Now, this is spiritual maturity. This is, this is, this is like um, advancing to a place of maturity. I'll give it to you again. The enemy will use the waiting to fill our minds with lies. And we must use the waiting to renew our minds with truth. Surround yourself with great people. Put folks in your life that can speak to you the truth. Hey, I know you feel led to go make this purchase. Have you thought about A? Have you thought about B? Have you considered C? Have you had a discussion with your spouse? Do you have a scripture? Now, I'm not talking about buying a grill, you know, from Home Depot. I'm talking about big things. You know what I'm saying that, that can affect your life. I'm not talking about whether or not you need to go buy a lazy boy like Pastor Marty had. You know, that's not going to kill you if you make the mistake. But I'm talking about, well, I just saw this piece of property and I just wanted to go buy it. And it was a good deal. Well, it may have been a good deal, but you can't buy it. You're broke. Now you're more broke. You're twice broke. You're four times broke. Are y'all good? All right. We all right? Now watch this. Last statement. If the answer has not yet come, it's because the answer is not yet needed. If the answer has not yet come, it's because the answer is not yet needed. If he has your yes to whatever he asks you to do, that's all you need until you hear. And when you hear, it is not inappropriate to get it confirmed a second or third time. Now, that doesn't mean you're in disobedience or lack of faith. But when you're talking about a major decision that affects the course of your life, we need to be sure and double sure and maybe even triple sure. I had a conversation with Carlos Anacondi. I don't know if any of you know him. He was the leader of the great Argentine revival. He was one of the major people. And I'll never forget a conversation. He came to our church. Um, we were trying to get him to relocate his North American offices in Gainesville, where we were pastoring. So we're having these dialogues and conversations. And I asked him, I said, I said, uh, Carlos, um, how do you know the will of God? And he said this, and I'll never forget it. He said, Todd, now he's speaking in broken English. He said, Todd, I always make God make me do something. And I go, what do you mean? 
He already has my yes, but I can't afford to make a mistake. And so I make him make me do it. It becomes so clear. Still requires faith, but it becomes clear to me because of the evidence that he presents to me and the validation. Because he knows I'll do it. I'll do whatever he asks me to do, whenever he wants me to do it, and how much it costs me to do it. But I just don't want to have to make up lost ground. Because I got into a hurry. The children of God, the sheep of the Lord, are led by what? The voice of the Lord. They hear my voice. And they're led by the Spirit of God. So now you have the voice and you have the Spirit but we're also led by the word of God. Talk to me. The Bible also says that there is wisdom and safety in the counsel of others. So there's four witnesses. The spirit, the voice of God, and the voice and the spirit are not going to be contrary to one another, and they can be somewhat of the same thing, obviously. You have the word of God, and you have trusted friends that are not going to tell you what you want to hear. They want to help you and they want to encourage you to achieve that. But they have to have the freedom to say, this is a great idea, but I just don't think you're ready right now for this responsibility. Right? Okay. Praise him. Be patient, all of us. Waiting on the Lord. Okay. All good? All right. I feel better. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for Sunday. Y'all going to have outbreak in there? Y'all going to have outbreak in there? We're going to have a prayer meeting in here. Sunday morning is going to be absolutely fire. Sunday night's going to be double fire. Baptismal waters are going to be triple fire. It's going to be beautiful. Live in the moment. Love the moment. We'll never pass this way again. It's precious. All right? Let's stand to our feet. Uh, we have one baptism that we're going to have tonight, and I know they're getting ready, but I'm going to dismiss you, pray over you, and then I also have a prison ministry, uh, Eastern Mississippi uh, meeting that's going to take place in Canal One. It'll take about 10 to 15 minutes at most in the meeting. But uh, Roy and them are going to be coming very, very quickly out here. Those of you that would like to stay can stay. I want you to be very respectful of the atmosphere, and we need to pray for them. This is significant immersion tonight. Are they ready? Or do we know if they're ready tonight? Oh, right here. We're getting baptized over here. Let's get in right here, okay? Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Roy. Thank you, fellas. Um, so, Lord, tonight we thank you for what you're about to do and how you're going to touch and move and minister and bless. Lord, we know that this is an enormous need. Someone's going off into the military. Lord, they're leaving and wanting to have your grace and mercy and power all over them. So we thank you, Lord, that they're going to be serving our nation. In Jesus' name.
Amen and amen. So if you guys are dismissed, but let's walk to the water if you would like to. Those of you that are going to the prison, I'll be there in five minutes. And we'll start promptly at 8.15 and be done by 8.30. Thank you, guys. Thank you all for being here tonight. See you Saturday night at prayer.